following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. The Tip of the Cap podcast is brought to you by Stinger Sports. Stinger Sports makes high-quality gear for the player who expects more for their money. Visit them today at www.stingerwoodbats.com and use promo code TIP OF THE CAP, all one word, for 10% off your next order. Stinger Sports. Look great. Feel great. Play great. Happy Thursday, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of Tip of the Cap Podcast. I, as always, am Coach Jazz, here to talk baseball with you, specifically prep baseball in Western New York. We are here after a couple-week hiatus. Um, you know, a couple things finishing up here in the Western New York area. The All of high school baseball is done and has been for a little over a week now. Big congratulations to everyone that was able to take home a Section 6 championship. Um, I know this year was a little weird with the later and condensed schedule um you know you ended up having a lot of interesting things happen uh, a lot of a lot of games that may have happened in the past that didn't happen this year uh, i know the some of the lower divisions uh lower divisions being smaller schools not lower in talent uh, i don't want to get the baseball twitter world all a buzz about that statement um but you know you had the Usually you have, you know, double A, A1, A2, B1, B2, so on and so forth. And then the ones that split A1, A2, B1, B2 end up playing each other for the right to go to the Section 5, Section 6 regional final. And uh, that's something that didn't happen this year because there was no state tournament this year. Uh, so big congratulations to Lancaster for winning double A, Williamsville East winning A1, Iroquois winning A2. City Honors for taking the B1 title, Medina for taking the B2 title, Gowanda taking Class C, and Pine Valley for taking Class D. Uh, it was a long season. There was a lot of a lot of question marks, a lot of things up in the air this year. And, you know, every team that made it all the way through into the finals and uh, the winners, you know, big, big ups to them. It was a, it was a long year. It was a tough year. Um, you know, there was, a, there was a solid week of rain in the middle of it that ended up causing some issues with scheduling. Uh, just the whole thing was interesting as a whole. Uh, and you got to see a little bit more depth out of teams this year. I know there were a few teams that went three, four, and five games in a row. And, you know, you got, whether or not they were all league games or not, you got to see the depths of talent at some of these at some of these teams and some of these levels where you had to have four or five guys that could start and go three, four, five innings just to get you through. Um, you know, and I, I think this year was a testament to the to the depth of talent as a whole throughout Western New York in the high school baseball ranks. And of course, all of that gets done. And right off the bat, there's about a day break and the PBR New York State game started up. I believe they ran two sessions of that from what I saw. And then they rolled right into the junior state games. And I'll tell you what I've had, and I've had Dan and uh, on the show a few times. I've been lucky enough to work with those guys a few times, and they put on great events. They put on, they do great stuff, and they work as hard, if not harder, than anybody out there. Um, you know, it's it's hard to argue with the product they put out when you see the numbers, the data. You know, you can see guys in game uh, play, and that's a lot of the knock of some of these showcases from people is oh it's just numbers it's just numbers it's just numbers but a lot of these a lot of these events they run if they're a weekend event you you do the showcase you get the numbers and then they get to see you play in a game setting 
And I think that's something that gets lost in translation a little bit. Uh, you know, how you hit against live pitching. Like, great, you popped 89 on the gun. Well, can you get people out? Well, guess what? Here's a footage of two innings of work where I did get people out. Or, oh, you know, a 90, 92 exit velo. Great, it's exit velo. Well, guess what? He did it in the game. That's That was his top in a game. You know, he, he hit a fastball inside 92 miles an hour for a double down the line. Um, you know, you get to you get to put some of those things and the, some of those numbers to test. And if if there are still people out there that hear this that don't see or know the value of some of these events that get put out there, and I understand that there are there are ones out there that are a money grab. There are ones out there that are just a way for organizations, people to make money. Uh, guess what? I can tell you from personal experience, having been on the production or on the working side of one of these events that the, that's not the case for these guys. Um, I don't, I don't think if you go to PBR New York or PBR Pennsylvania, that you're going to find a money grab situation in any way, shape or form. Um, and now all of that's wrapping up and it's, I mean, we are full tilt in amateur and travel baseball season. And the one thing that I am noticing a lot on Twitter, and uh, you know what, I'm just going to put it out there. I see a lot of tweets coming out about guys, you know, teams battling shorthanded and teams battling with, you know, depleted rosters and teams looking for a guy to fill in here or there. And, you know, we are we're dealing with every single team out there currently and every single league is dealing with the idea that their season has been compressed. Normally, most of these seasons start late May with the occasional tournament out of the area into early June. And you're dealing with, you know, a couple teams are dealing with, well, like, you know, I got one guy on my roster that's playing in a regional final next weekend. So he's not coming this weekend with us. Or if he does, he's coming on Sunday or whatever it may be. And, you know, so they roll from June through July and into August a little bit until you start talking tryouts and fall ball. And then you lose the guys who are playing high school football to high school football season as it as it rolls in Western New York because football is still king. And, um, you know, you, you end up with these guys that you play a tournament or two short. And now we are jamming an entire travel season into July and part of August. And that's not just travel. That's not just local travel leagues in the area. I know there's the, I believe it's the Premier Travel League. There's Boys of Summer. There's probably other ones. There's teams that are playing in SEBA that are technically travel programs. Uh, Legion is full tilt going right now. Triple uh, ABA is fired up. Triple A Muni, Double A Muni, or M- M- MSBL, MABL. All those, I mean, there's an MABL and an MSBL league in the area on top of what we refer to as Triple A Muni, on top of Triple ABA, on top of Legion, on top of all of these travel teams and all these travel programs. And there are teams out there that are playing every day um you know and i i can tell you that you know talking to a couple coaches that are friends of mine they've you know there there was a day that they had a game and it, it wasn't for a league it was just they you know the organization that they're with wants these kids wants to know if they can play a full prep showcase schedule um and so they booked as many games as they could between now and their the, the last day that they play and there was a point in the middle of last week where they ended up having to, to cancel the game because they were shorthanded because they had five guys playing in the New York State games. 
and they had a couple guys who were a little banged up from the high school season and we were in the stretch of 90 degree weather so like they had to, they had to give the kids a day off um and there's nothing wrong with that but it the interesting side of it is a lot of these kids as we've seen in the past usually play for t- at least two teams you know you might be playing for your showcase team and your legion and your 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 local legion team or your you know your local travel team and seba um you know if you, if your travel team's not playing in seba and stuff like that and now i think we're seeing that overlap that normal overlap of kids playing on two or three teams in the summer and you maybe you're a fill in on that third team or that second team but i think we're starting to see that like this year is an issue because of how condensed everyone's schedule is um you know i know obviously like with triple aba that's more more college guys like you usually have your like your you know some seniors and then some first or second year college guys stuff like that but i you know it's it's being it's it's a very demanding year a very demanding summer it's been very dry summer it's been a very hot summer so far and it's something that i think uh you know every every now and again you might start we're going to start seeing kids taking a step back here or there because playing seven eight nine games in seven days is going to be tough especially when you have to do it next week too um i'm hoping that we don't see an uptick in injuries from this uh you know and i'm this is also one of those things that you know you start to ask the question are there too many quote unquote travel teams in the area now i am not one to 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 wish for less baseball uh in, in any way but you know, maybe this this year may be the year that we start talking about condensing baseball, um, you know, kind of filtering things toward the top more where when you're talking about elite or showcase, you know, not every team's a showcase team. Uh, I think and I've, I've talked about that a few times before on this on the show that, you know, if you're not going doing showcase events and you're not playing like would you play a showcase if you call yourself a showcase team you should probably be doing showcase tournaments where nobody cares who wins at the end it's about getting guys seen and being scouted uh going to events where there's 30 40 50 scouts milling the grounds of the facility that you're on seeing certain guys you know stuff like that Uh, i know that diamond nation i believe last weekend it was or possibly the weekend before you know there was a game where a team from this area got had 25 26 teams they're scouting their players um you know and that when you call yourself a showcase team that's what it should be you should be showcasing your players talent yes you play to win but at the same time you go to events that are going to get your guys seen uh showcase is not an age group or shouldn't be an age group in my opinion um you know let let some of these if if you're if you have guys on your team that are struggling or your team is struggling in a local travel league, and then you say, oh, well, we're a 16U team, we're going to go play this 18U tournament, and you're struggling against other 16U teams, I don't know, maybe maybe let, you know, maybe let a couple of your guys can go play on a little bit better team, and some of your other guys can go fill in a roster and make another roster in that age group better, and now you have a competitive team, and guys getting actual value instead of getting thumped 17-2 to two every day. Um and there's no easy answer to this, and I and I understand that, and I understand I'm sitting here preaching about something that there's no easy answer to because nobody wants to admit that their team, whatever, may be less than, and and I don't mean less than in a bad way, but at some point, 
not all teams and programs and organizations are created equal. And that needs to be something that's understood. And I think it's something that gets lost specifically amongst parents. Um, you know, and I've, and I've seen this. I mean, I was coaching in the summer realms from the time I was 19. And it's something that, you know, when you look at it, you something gets lost in the, oh, we beat this team. Okay. And you also faced their number nine pitcher on a Wednesday. You also based, faced their bottom nine. And you pulled out a one or two run win at the end. So their bottom nine hung with you, and their top five didn't play at all. So you beat them, great, but that doesn't mean your team or anything is better. It means they, you're as good on a good day as their bottom, and there's nothing wrong with that. But when you start pulling players saying, well, we beat that team, that's an issue. You know, because that now that that's your your talent should be pulled up, in my opinion. And and this is just my opinion. This is just me talking. Talent should be pulled forward, not back. Um, you know, if you're pulling a, a talented player off a team that is going to get him out there, get him seen, grow him as a player, and hey, I know you don't play shortstop a ton on that team, but you'll come play. You like you'll play shortstop every day at my, on my team. Okay, well maybe that kid was going to be seen as an outfielder because it maybe it fits him a little bit better. I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm not talking anybody in particular. Obviously, I've been out of the summer realm for a little bit here, but I do know that it happens because I do have friends that coach and friends that play and or whose children play in these leagues and on these teams and stuff like that. And that's that's just something that needs to be, I think, looked at a little bit harder as a whole. You know, we talk about wanting to grow the game and for the game to be better, and a discussion about what we're putting out when it comes to these teams. And I've I say it all the time when I'm on the show alone. Uh, and I trust, which is why I try not to do too many solo episodes because I don't want to just keep saying the same thing over and over again. You know, it, it's just one of those things. That it's it needs to be talked about, and that's where I'm going to cap that part of the show. Um, I did have the pleasure of doing live color uh, live color commentary and play by play for a it was a scouting game between the Niagara Thunderwolves showcase team and the Niagara Thunderwolves prospect ID teams at Grand Island, which is a gorgeous facility. Big props to uh, Grand Island High School and their facilities because uh, that's called doing it right. And if you don't have that type of setup at your school, but you could, you're wrong. Uh, It is gorgeous. It is state of the art and it is well put together to be equal and equitable for all sports, which is really the goal there. Um, but I had the, I had the pleasure of doing live color, a live stream play by play whole nine yards for that team or for that, for that game between those two teams from the same program. And it was fun. It was good baseball. Uh, you got to see some young kids like really trying to put on a show. And really what it was is the prospect ID team is kind of the feeder team for the showcase team. And you saw kids that went out on the prospect ID team and wanted to turn the heads of not only a few college coaches that were there, which there were, uh, I think, five or six different schools in attendance at least. But you saw these young kids, some freshmen and sophomores looking to make the showcase team next year, go out and hit and swing and go make plays to impress the showcase coach. And then you saw the showcase guys go out and do everything they could to impress the college coaches that were in attendance. And it was good, fun baseball. And 
you know, you got to see some interesting things about how kids react to, um, I made an error. How do you react? And, you know, I, I had a, I, you know, I threw a great pitch. The ball got popped up. It should have been a ball that my shortstop caught on the cut of the infield. And it fell in between my shortstop and my center fielder because the wind just kept blowing it out further and further and further and further. And it made its way to no man's land. How do you react to that? Um, you know, you have a you have a rough at bat. You get a bad call. How do you react to that? You know, you you don't get the call in the outside corner, and you walk the bases loaded. How do you react to that? Um, and on top of it, you saw kids competing, and you know, I there was some discussion at the beginning of the game of what it was going to be, whether it was going to be like, oh, you know, you pitch to five batters and you're out. You you know, if they do double innings, you do two innings and done, and then the other team goes to save some time. Uh, and they ended up playing it straight up. They ended up playing it with normal substitutions. Uh, the prospect ID team threw a new player every inning. Uh, the only modification to, uh, to a normal game was they did play the bottom of the seventh when the showcase team was in the lead. Um, the showcase team was the home team for it, so they got their last ups. But that was because the prospect ID team had one more pitcher they wanted to get working. And, you know, when you're playing a game that is not for a league and doesn't matter in standings, you can do things like that. So... That was the only real huge modification was you saw one team pitch seven pitchers and the other team, I believe, used three. But, you know, that like I'm going to get a kid work on a Monday and let him go three innings and I'm going to get another kid work and let him go three innings. And I'm going to get another kid, you know, the the close or the hold, whatever you want to call it in the seventh and go from there. Uh, the other team, we're going to get our bullpen working today. You know, our top seven guys are going to throw. They're going to throw an inning each, whether it's one, two, three or it's a seven, eight, nine batter ordeal. And they worked through it, and it was great. It was good baseball, and it was a lot of fun. And I'm going to use this opportunity to say, if you would like something like that at a game for your team, uh, I put this tweet out a little while ago, I would love to do this. The only thing that I require currently to make this production happen is some type of power access at the field. Uh, I need access to some type of power source to put the production on. I have mobile internet. I have all the gear I need, and this is something that I can do for you um and it would be free of charge i do put it i do put some stuff up for uh the potential for donations should that be something that people want to do i'm not pushing for it i'm not asking for it i don't even mention it during the broadcast it is just something that does pop up uh and i'm also offering sponsorships for these live events where your business or your brand could be uh part of the promotion uh basically what it would be is after every inning you would get a slide after, you know, depending on the number of innings you wanted uh, after, so say after the first inning, bottom of the first ends and to give A, my voice a break and B, you know, our listeners a break from having to hear me just pontificate about things, uh, a slide bus just pops up and it would just about your business and it shows until the next inning is about to start. Um, then there's also the mid inning. So be after the top of the first, uh, for the entirety of the first inning, your logo would be in the upper corner. And then at the top of the first, after the top of the first, it would be talked about uh, between innings as the teams are switching and warming up uh so those are options as well if that's something you'd want to do uh and feel free to use this as a way to uh you know advertise tryouts for your program uh to advertise your building your facility your person you know you training you doing your coaches doing lessons and camps and clinics and stuff Uh, anything you want to do please feel free to reach out i would love to spread the word about anything and everything we've got going on um in the Western York area and, you know, and I'm also looking for sponsors at 
for the show. If you listen from the start, uh, obviously you hear the stinger bumper at the front. Uh, I'm offering pre-roll, which would be where that is. Um, Mid-roll, which would be worked into the middle of the episode, uh, whether it would be a cut to a commercial or just something I would bring up as I'm talking uh, in the middle of the in the midst of the episode here, or a post-roll, which would you know be put at the end of the episode, which. As you know, if I'm talking just me, uh, usually goes between 20 minutes and 20 and 30 minutes. And if I have a guest, it's closer to an hour. Um, But all those things are options out there. And that can be a thing. Uh, We can work out any way, shape or form that you want to set that up. Um, You know, I'm I'm more than willing to to listen and and make a deal here because that's, you know, it's something I would like to do and help people get their word out and use my my branch, my reach uh, of 20,000 people a month to help people promote and grow and get out there. Um, and my last little bit here is going to be a little selfless plug for myself is uh, anybody who's looking for mid-season tune-ups, uh, pitching, hitting, fielding, catching, whatever, um, you know, feel free to reach out. Uh, if you're looking for help with questions on recruiting, on getting seen, stuff like that. Again, feel free to reach out. I am more than happy and willing to help. Um, and really, and if, if there's any way I can help anyone in the baseball world in any way, shape, or form, I am always here to help. I'm always here to assist and do anything I can in my power to help you in whatever way I can. Um... Outside of that, I think uh, that's going to about do it for me today. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, Tip of the Cap is part of the BICBP Radio Network, www.bicbp-radio.com. You can find Tip of the Cap, my other two projects, uh, Hats, Tats, and Stats, and Common Debauchery on the website. You can find us all on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, or wherever you take in your podcast inform- informative words from. Um, you can find me on find us on Facebook by searching Tip of the Cap. You can find us on Twitter at Tip of the Cap Pod, and <clears throat> you can uh, find me. Reach out if you want to be on the show. I'm always looking for guests. I've reached out to a few more people and just trying to get things set up, set up and lined up. Um, and again, if you guys are looking for live color feed, feed uh, play by play, stuff like that, reach out. Um, you know, I'm always down to try to help get the young men of Western New York out there. Uh, and that goes for softball as well. I have no issue doing color commentary in a softball game. I'll do my best. I'll even try to see if I can bring somebody on with me who maybe knows a little bit more than I about the game just to have some a little bit more uh, perspective on things that are going on. So once again, thanks for tuning in, guys. Don't forget to uh, find us on social media, like, follow, share, subscribe, whole nine yards, and uh, thank every single one of you for tuning in and listening as always, and we will see you next week. This is Generic American Sports Podcast Center. Hey, guys. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Generic American Sports Host Podcast Thing. Today, in sporting news, some things happened that were some stuff and some other things. Some statistical values to back up those things are this. As you can see, the thing I just said, statistically, did happen.
Yo, wait a minute. I feel like I could listen to this show anywhere and be just as bored. Why am I listening to this stuff? You want a better sports experience from your podcast? Head over to Hats, Tats, and Stats on the BICBP radio network. Not generic, not boring, and a little out there sometimes. Tune in to Hats, Tats, and Stats on the BICBP radio network.